Welcome to Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. I'm your host, Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist and President and CEO of Paradium. My teams and I redefine success for purpose-driven families and businesses by challenging social norms and balancing family and finance to build kingdom impact and generational prosperity. I believe that there are families and businesses that have learned to give a new definition to the word success from a kingdom perspective. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the next 20 to 30 minutes where we take traditional thinking and turn it upside down. Hello, everyone. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Redefining Success. Joining me today is Devin Johnson, the CEO and co-founder of Connected. And what they are building at Connected and the journey that they've been on and the trajectory that they've been on is something that you're going to want to stick around and just hear about. And this is a man that is doing some amazing things. I think at his age, just the lessons he's learned and the things he's been through, we have a ton to learn and then to leverage for ourselves from him and then through him. So, Devin, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you, Eric. I, I appreciate it. I'd like to sprinkle some young wisdom out into the, <laughs> the world today. Well, you know, I've got the gray hair going. So, I don't know. Have you had any of those pop up yet? Uh I had one in my beard, but we got it out. You, <laughs> you know. got it out. We got it out. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, Devin, so this is a conversation among friends. So we're in the backyard. We're at the barbecue. Introduce yourself to my audience, to my friends that are here with us today. Yeah. So my name is Devin Johnson, CEO, co-founder of a company called Connected. We automate your lead generation through LinkedIn. As simple as that. I'm 25 years old, based out of Indianapolis, Indiana. I grew up in a small town 20 minutes outside of Indy called New Palestine. Mm. Uh, so born and, born and raised here in Indiana. That's why I, I'm still here. People ask me that all the time. <laughs> Growing this big tech company here in Indiana. I'm like, yes, I get it. Um, so, you know, I've been an entrepreneur since I was 15 years old. I actually started in sneakers. So anyone's a sneakerhead. I, uh, I am a sneaker fellow sneakerhead and sneaker collector, but... So the shoes have a, a, a huge demand in an underground market. And so Nike's, Jordan's, Yeezy's, you know, anything that you could put on your feet, there's rarity and limited make and really rare models uh, in the marketplace. And that's actually where I started. So uh, I was faced with some adversity at a young age. Um, my sister was diagnosed with a rare form of brain cancer. And that put my family in a really tough spot. My mom had to move into the hospital. My dad, about two weeks into it, unfortunately, uh, stepped out from the household. And we didn't hear from him for over a year. Um, my mom and dad were, was never married, but my dad was the type that ran from problems. We also found out that he had a heroin addiction at that time. And it was just, it was brutal. So uh, with my mom living in the hospital, you know, she simply broke it down to me. Hey, you know, we don't have a lot of runway. You're gonna have to move into what we call the Riley home. It's a, you know, a homeless shelter for kids that are stuck in the hospital. And uh, so I found an outlet with shoes, so sneakers, hmm. to actually help 
mom, and then it became a, a you know really profitable journey. Uh, uh, journey for me. There were some weeks in high school I was making twenty, thirty thousand dollars in a week, uh, reselling huge box of shoes. I started on a scooter, so before I had my license, I would ride a scooter and I would stack up. I could get about eight pairs and then hold the eighth with my chin, <laughs> and and I would ride a moped, right? So I would I ride a moped around and then I got my license and I got a truck and, you know, it all worked itself out. But yeah, I started with shoes and shoes turned to a trade show. So you can actually still Google it. It's called the Indie All-Star Sneaker Expo. That was my big, big, big event. We had about 4,000 attendees, 120 vendors. Uh, there's still YouTube reviews about it and stuff. Um, but so trade show. I learned, and I say I got my MBA in business in high school, right? Mm-hmm. So I learned how to build relationships. I learned how to market. I learned supply, you know, uh, supply and demand. I learned all these different business terminologies that I was not aware of in high school. And now in my, I'm 25. Now I know looking back what I was actually learning, but I just was making money at the time, right? That also gets into one of my first life lessons is I was making money, money, right? At, at least what I thought was money, money. And I built an ego, right? So mm-hmm. we're, we'll talk about this little dark side of, of business is you, you build ego as you get success. And one of the biggest lessons I've learned in the short span of, of running businesses and scaling businesses is leave the ego at the door. Everyone can help you and everyone can teach you something, right? Yep. You got to show massive appreciation, so as I graduated high school, hey, Devin, let me, I, this is awesome, but I got to ask a question because I mean, you're 15 years old. That's right. You know, I, where do you, where, what do you attribute some of this to? I mean, so it's not your dad, it's not your mom. Where, where are you even getting these ideas that this is possible? So my dad, he was an entrepreneur just illegally. So my dad is actually a massive uh, drug dealer, cocaine and, and, and marijuana. So I'm not necessarily proud of this, but I have seen that side of the world uh, and it actually motivated me to, you know, run away from it as fast as possible. Uh, So my dad did hustle. He was a mover and shaker. Uh, He was also a sneaker collector. That's how I knew about shoes and why I had so many shoes as a kid. Okay. Uh, But so it's in my blood. I just, I applied the, the drive into legal business activities. There you go. Okay. Okay. Well, I didn't want it. You were telling a great story, but it's like, usually this doesn't grow out of just nothing. So I had to find out. Yeah. Yes. My dad was definitely a hustler. You know, I had it in the DNA um, and I'm talking passing. My, my dad actually died when I was 21. Oh, so I, yeah, I buried my father. Uh, he, he ended up losing about everything he had and was down to his last few personal possessions and kind of rebounding. Uh, he went almost a year sober and mm. then relapsed. When he relapsed, they killed him. Mm. So within two days of relapse, and he had an overdose, um, and uh, it was fentanyl. So it was pretty, pretty, pretty brutal. Um, it does motivate me, right? I have a lot of adversity. I overcame young, but that doesn't. That's not the the the, the story I'm here to tell. Is why me. It's not where I started, but where I'm going, right? Yeah. And yeah. so. Um, everyone has their own stories. You know, I don't, I don't compare mine to anyone else's, but the facts are the facts. And he really motivated me to start building a legacy at a young age. Cause I was the only one in the family and in the position to actually be able to pay for the funeral. 
Mm. So I actually paid for the funeral too. He had nothing. He had no life insurance. He had no cash sitting around. He had nothing. I mean, I mean, that's, that's like real, real pain. Like that, that's one of the darkest moments I can, I can remember again, I'm young. Like I got a lot more life ahead of me, like where I'll probably feel some more pain, but this very moment, my sister getting sick and then burying my father, definitely the two biggest, dark, painful situations. Yeah. So you've got this, the, I'm so sorry. You've got the sneaker business. That's right. That's going well. What, what's the next evolution of De- Devin? What's the next? Yeah. So evolution? I'm an egotistical little shithead, 18 years old. Right. Um, I actually, uh, now my wife, my wife's like trying to humble me. I, I meet my now business partner. He starts leading me to faith. Uh, and I find, I find God, he baptizes me in his bathroom. We flood his apartment, right? <laughs> it's a crazy story. We absolutely flooded his apartment. We use every towel plus paper towels. They clean it up. That's awesome. Um, but all in that season, StockX came out and killed the resale of shoes. Okay. So the average resale, you could probably make 100, 120 bucks and just average it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it went down to like 20. Because wow. StockX put radical transparency in the marketplace. Okay. It told you what to pay for certain shoes. Yeah. But it also let you buy them on the app. There was no... Mm. The, the game is still alive. Like I actually have friends that are very successful doing this, sure. you know, making a couple hundred grand selling shoes a year, but it just was a very uphill battle. A lot of cash out, a lot of cash in, but the influx of profits were just slim, you know? Mm. And so after getting baptized, after getting humbled a little bit, learning that I eat, have an ego problem, learning that I didn't actually value relationships. I valued a transaction. Right. So people really struggle with that in business. They sit down young. They want to make the money. Totally get it. That was me. But a relationship goes so much further than a transaction. And a business partner taught me, you know, make a sale, make a commission, make a friend, make a fortune. Mm. Cody, Cody taught me that at a young age and he really showed me how to. Now, Cody, I got to bust his balls a little bit, but he could never get it across the line, but he would like get invited to the barbecue or yeah. get invited to like hang out with the family. But struggled to close, and I came in and was the hammer. He's, like, <laughs> he's actually sitting in the studio with me. He's, he's oh, like, so I we found a yin to the yang, and you know I could close, hammer, get it done, and he taught me real relationships, and that's how we've you know built a what we now call connected. So we built an agency. We started with an agency called mission to market. So mission to grow the kingdom, but mission to market. Yep. Um, Just about a year in realized we hated service-based revenue Mm. and I came up with connected and that was in 2018. And then we've scaled it from there. Wow. Wow. What's been, what's been the hard, I mean, it's been quick. It's been a quick rise. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, still 25. So you guys have done, you've done a lot. What's been the biggest obstacle along the way of kind of getting this off the ground? Was it just you coming in and being the hammer or what for you has been the obstacle here? No, it's, it's realizing very quickly that you're not in your core business. You're not in the software business at mm. the scale we're at. You're in the people business. Mm. You're in the attract, retain and develop business, Right if you're not like growing people, you're not growing a real business. I mean, 
yeah, there's some niches that that necessarily isn't applicable, like raising a real estate fund. Like you can get it, you can make billions of dollars a year with five people. Yeah. But most businesses, it takes an army to achieve what you're trying to achieve. And the toughest is all that every two months, it feels like looking in the mirror and challenging myself to mm. think bigger and to bring better, sharper and, and sustain the growth of our people. You know, we're after this hiring group will be over 150 on staff. Wow. So how do I duplicate this crazy vision and how do I keep everyone motivated in a clear, you know, line of this is the vehicle I'm going to ride. It's called connected. It's a yep. crazy, awesome company. Right. So definitely leveling up our people, but more so as the entrepreneur leveling up myself to be the best version of, of me. Yep. So I can lead from the front. It's actually core value. Number one, it connected is lead from the front. Right. Mm. So be willing to, and or have done the task that you're, you're asking someone else to do. And I'm up, I'm up there preaching vision, but I don't work on vision. <laughs> what, what that makes zero sense. Like, I, and then core value number two is radical transparency. Mm. So, you know, I, I have a, a core set of values that, um, that I always have to keep reinventing myself as mm-hmm. the leader of this mm-hmm. being self-aware of, I need to grow in, in all areas at all the time. So. Let me, let me ask you this question, Devin, because I mean, you're leading a company, um, your, your age and your insight, I think is going to give a lot of wisdom from this standpoint, especially when you kind of define the definition of success and the way that you're talking about your people and investing in your people. One of the things that I find is that in past generations, there seemed to kind of be this emphasis of profit over people, right? I mean, we're going to do whatever we can to put profitability to the bottom line, but I'm finding more and more entrepreneurs and business owners are getting really passionate about the fact that profit and people can go hand in hand, that those two things are not mutually exclusive. You can make a lot of profit and you can develop people. What are you seeing from a success definition from that standpoint and how you guys are building connected on how that plays a role? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we define success as, you know, we are all in this together and we're rising as, as one. I don't look at it as Devin gets and makes all of this money and thank you and under, under my thumb, right? In our internal org chart, I'm actually at the bottom and everyone else is above me because I'm, I am driving hard, but I'm doing it for them. Right. And, and yeah. casting the vision very simply is I run these on every new hire sessions. We hire every two months here. That's okay. kind of the hiring cycle we're on. Um, they come in and I say, listen, you got a copy of your comp plan. And then I make them write a hundred materialistic or uh, items or places or things mm-hmm. they wish to desire that they have. Comp plan, hundred things. They they try to get hundred things. Very few even get close. They sit down. I say, listen, I'm fully aware that connected to a vehicle mm. for you to get to an end destination. Yep. You don't work for me. You work for yourself and being the better version of yourself, right? Mm. And I reverse engineer how the connected compensation plan gets them to the next stage of life, wow. right? And make them do vision boards and or highly encourage it. I can't make anyone do anything. Highly encourage the vision board. And I, I'm always talking about, you know, seeing yourself six, seven, eight, 12 months down the road. Yeah. 
So always being able to see further than, than your just paycheck, paycheck, paycheck. So you and I didn't talk about this beforehand. So I'm going to take a chance here. What, so I see the vision that you've got right now, kind of what's going on with connected. What's God pointing you towards the next yeah. three to five years? What's he got you seeing? That, that's, that's such a good question. So, you know, helping over a million business owners, you know, save time to provide opportunity because time is the only asset we can ever get back. Right. Mm. So definitely hitting, hitting that stride. I do see in the next three to five years, it exit along, along that timeline, but creating uh, venture studios that focus on the 18 to 30 year old uh, tech entrepreneur. Yep. Teaching relationships over profit, teaching culture pillars, teaching core values, starting with why, yep. and then letting them build their business. So I'll, I, I've laid it out, you know, very graphically, actually, I, w- I want to build like a hundred million dollar facility, like the dream facility to show up and just build a business Yeah, in Florida, probably like Bradyton where you're okay. available, yeah. um, close to Siesta Key and just focus on getting them out of high school that have these crazy ideas and fostering them into believing in themselves because very few people, two things, very few people believe in themselves to the point where they feel worthy of success. Mm. And if you mm. can't feel worthy of changing the world, you'll never change the world. Yeah. Period. So if you, if you don't feel worthy of the success, uh, you will hit a, the limiter on what you do feel worthy of. So let's, let's just use easy numbers. You feel like you're only worth a hundred thousand dollars. You may go on a run and make three million, but all of a sudden you're back to that hundred thousand. You're like, why? Yeah. You didn't feel worthy. You didn't level up the mindset. You you didn't adapt. And there's levels, right? Yeah. So you, you have to you have to feel worthy and, and have a clear, bigger vision for yourself. Um, you have any children? One. One. Yeah. How old? Eight months old. Eight months old. So what has being so You've been a business owner. You've been a husband. What yes. has becoming a father taught you about kind of not only maybe success, but just kind of as you look at the future, what is what, what are you learning about that right now? Um, yeah, well, your journey? they're fulfilling, right? I'm in the crawling, <laughs> the saying the first word stage, like very fulfilling. We do daddy-daughter time every day for at least 30 minutes. That's awesome. Um, and it is it has really opened my eyes to happiness truly is not associated even close to a dollar amount. Right. Mm. So say that again. Yeah. Happiness is nothing to do with money. And actually happiness is relationships. I just summarize it as happiness is strong relationships. Right. When you, when you look at people that make 40 grand a year, but they're happy as hell, they live their best life. Yeah. You know why? Cause they have the family reunions. They, have children that love them. They, they, they enjoy every holiday. They, they have crazy things they do on Christmas. They will put candy canes all over neighbors' houses. And <laughs> like relationships truly is happiness. Now yeah. money, money helps, right? Yep. Money will expand, you know, the possibilities of what you can do together with your relationships, but it's not happiness, right? Mm. So being a father has really opened that up even further. Like I was self-aware of it. Of being a father, like the phone, you know, upstairs and me playing with her for 30 minutes is so fulfilling. Like yeah. I like get excited about it. Yeah. Right. And so 
you know, I can only imagine when she's 12 or 13 and she's like, come on, dad, let's go to the car show where <laughs> dad, let's go. Show. Like I can, I cannot wait. I really can't wait. Yeah, every day I've told parents over and over again that, that my, so my oldest is 21. My youngest will make 16 this summer. I just, every day after about three months is magical for a dad, if you'll embrace it. And it sounds like yeah. you're on that journey to embrace yeah. it. It took me, I mean, I'm not even going to lie. It took me six and a half months probably to start embracing it. Yeah. Um, but now that I am, it's, it's such a game changer and in, in happiness for me. Oh, that's awesome. And, and motivation too. Hey, this may be a hard question to answer because, I mean, just where you are and family's young, but in three generations, what do you hope your great-grandchildren are saying about you? Yeah, that I was a, a high energy, didn't know what to do with his hands, <laughs> over, over, over-giving uh, crazy guy that changed everyone's mindsets and, you know, built thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs in his lifetime. I love that. I love that. <laughs> you know, I just... If, if you actually know me and see me come in every single morning, you'd be like, this guy like has to be on some sort of substance, legal or <laughs> illegal. And it's really not. It's like, I just, I take care. So I believe this is, this is my theory about me. Yeah. God, God comes first. I come second. Business comes third or uh, family comes third. Business comes fourth. Yeah. Yeah. So. I have my priorities straight, right? Yeah, it's a formula that works that most people are reluctant to embrace. Yeah, yeah. People can't understand that. Listen, we all have 24 hours, right? Yeah. Like the same problems probably going to exist tomorrow. <laughs> cut, cut it off. Deal with it tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, just just the reality of I got I to gotta work my my soul away growing 24 seven. Like, no, like, dude, I want my seven, half, eight hours of sleep every day. Yeah. I, I want to work out. I I'll deal with the business when I deal with the business. That's right. right. Don't get me wrong. I still have my 12, 13 hour days every day, but I'm up at four 30 every day. It's a club to be in. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's right. That's so. the club to be in. Hey, Devin, I know you've got a tight schedule. Is there anything we missed that you didn't get to share that you want to make sure the audience hears? Yeah, I'll just put emphasis. I mean, I don't, I don't care what business you're in or, or struggle that you're in. Um, guys, you can reverse engineer any rut that you are in. So you can vision yourself in a, in a bigger, badder version. There are steps to get out of, and I bet you you're tied to an insecurity or worthiness issue. If you're stuck in a business problem right now, yeah, you don't feel worthy of the next relationship. You don't feel worthy of the oh. next handshake or the next million dollars. And therefore you're hitting roadblock after roadblock and actually maybe deeper than that with an insecurity uh, tied to childhood trauma or, or a deeper issue. And you have to look in the mirror. No one can get you through that besides you. And if you be honest with yourself, then you could be getting, reverse engineering the business issue there's no business problem i can't figure out mm. period mm. i strongly believe that i'll figure it out i'm one phone call away from anyone to be able to help me with my problem yeah so if i'm hitting roadblock after roadblock i i go back to me you know my dials where where am i off right do i feel insecure about something i've been eating like shit am i not yeah. sleeping yeah am i working too much right it's all you. It's all your mind, right? Get your mind right. Get your money right. That's what I say all the time. Mm. 
Now, so that's, you've got to take, but you've got to love yourself enough to take the time to go do the work. That's right. That's right. You know, because it doesn't, it doesn't come on the 15 minute commute to work. You don't solve that problem there. No, not even a 45 minute commute. <laughs> not even a 45 minute commute. Devin, if somebody has been listening to the show is like, Hey, this guy's awesome. I want to kind of keep up with what he's got going on and what's happening. What's the best way to kind of keep in touch with you? Yeah. So uh, Instagram, just Devin, D-E-V-I-N, Allen, A-L-L-E-N, Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N, all one word, no underscores. I have probably 15 fake profiles out of me right now. I'm the one that has around 70,000 followers. Okay. So a uh, lot, lots of fake profiles right now. And then also just LinkedIn. If you type in Devin Johnson, it'll probably be the first or second one that pops up. Yeah. I, I love the stuff that I'm not following you on Instagram, but I love the stuff I'm seeing you do on LinkedIn. So at least go give that a follow. Devin, thank you so much for being with us today. I can't tell you how much I just appreciate your wisdom and your insights and your passion um, for people and your passion for yourself, because then that helps other people. So thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it, Eric. Yeah. Thank you everyone for joining us for this episode of Redefining Success. We'll see you again next week. God bless you. Eric L. Dunavit here. Thank you so much for joining us for Redefining Success, the Kingdom Builder Spotlight. If you're a business owner or a family who is actively redefining success or have thoughts on kingdom impact or generational prosperity, and you would like to be a guest on the show, then I invite you to apply. Visit www.ericldunavit.com slash podcast slash apply. Also, if you enjoyed today's episode, I would love for you to share that either through text or social media. Take a screenshot of the show and share that and share what you learned. If you know anyone that should be a guest on our show, we would also love for you to connect us to them. The best way to do that is to use hashtag redefining success. I love to read your thoughts and shares on social media. And we also are honored just to get any recommendations of people that you think we should be interviewing on the show. We are constantly adding new content, adding new podcasts. So first and foremost, I'm going to recommend that you subscribe so that you don't miss a thing. Also, you, all of your likes, your reviews, your shares, all of that makes a big difference to the show. So if you'll include those when you can, we definitely appreciate it. If you'd like to get in touch with me, visit www.ericl360.com and all of my connections to social and other ways to get in touch with me are there. This is Eric L. Dunavant, the Mindset Disruption Strategist, signing off. Until next time.